I'm Master Trooper Gary Cutler. And I'm Sergeant Blake White, and we are with the Colorado State Patrol. And this is the Colorado State Patrol podcast. And guess what we are talking about this time? I couldn't tell you, Gary. It's hard to it's hard to just, read your hints. Just in there stuff, the, the hat. The yeah, you look like this all the time. Yes, is it I bicycles? Do. We're going to talk about this time. Just guess. Do hmm. you have any idea what we might be talking about? Oh, man, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Road rage? No, we did that last time. Gary Cutler. <laughs> going to talk about me, yes. Motorcycles. Yeah, well, that right. sounds about right. I was a motor officer for 11 years. We're going to talk about, not just about me. <laughs> I did, it sounds like, okay, yeah. Okay, but we are talking motorcycle safety this time. And Good. I was yeah. a motor officer, were you? I No, Gary. I, I ride, but you I ride? was not a motor officer. Okay, do we need to get you training wheels? Colorado State Patrol Podcast. Troopers with a microphone. Now we're in for it. It's roads, less travel. With Blake and Gary. I think they're ready. So we are going to talk about some motorcycle safety, but um, first, you can, remind you, are you that gonna I wear was the hat the whole time. Too? I am. This is a motor operation here, so that's what we wore when we were. I, this yeah, thing, back so. in the day. Yep, back, back in the, the day, day when Gary was yeah. riding. What did yes. you ride back then? Did it have a motor? Yeah. You know, yes. Okay. You had to pedal start it. Yeah, that's why I figured. Yeah. I started off with uh, Harley Davidsons, okay. and we went yep. to Kawasaki's, and then we ended up with the. Uh, BMWs. And we rode Harleys for a long time. We did. It was, uh, it was a big change. A lot of agencies have trouble switching to that, but uh, it's really been a, a great platform to uh, go to the the BMWs. I really loved riding it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just so many things that are great about being out on the road while you're riding, especially as a motor officer, you know, and you wouldn't know that. So. Well, not as a motor officer. Yeah, you no. are correct. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, you know, keep twisting that yes. one. And I'm not eligible at this officer. point to even okay. put in for it. You got to Yes. Be at the trooper level or yeah. the motor sergeant. So unfortunately, yeah. Gary, I will no, never no. live the dream. I can you, never you, live you up to Gary time. Cutler standards. You had that time, but yeah. But I do ride. Yes, but it was it, we went through a very rigorous uh, training, you, you know, and it's it's something that I tell people all the time that um, it's it's not a joke when you go to that kind of stuff. No. You need to be prepared. You know, it's it's it is it's fun. You do it on the weekends, things like that. But you need to be prepared if you're going to get on a motorcycle and you need to start correctly. Yeah. And it's mental, physical, it's everything. So it's not even just a, you know, I'm going to go out for a leisurely, leisurely ride. If you're going to go out and ride at all, you have got to be in the correct mental state for it. You've got to be able to be hydrated. All these things that are going to keep you safe out riding. So there's a lot more to it than just, Hey, hop on the bike and, and start riding down. It and is, it, you know, and I, I say, start with the very uh, basic of it. What do you need to do? You need to get a motorcycle endorsement. That's the very first thing you need to do. Um, so you need to make sure that, you know, not only are you legal with the state, but they're going to require you to do some things, uh, before you get out on the road so that they know that you're, you're capable of doing that. Um, it's not like getting into a car and just driving. It's, it's, you need a lot more skills and you need to be a lot more aware of what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I was one that when I got my endorsement, I went through the, uh, one of the most courses, Mm-hmm. Um, which was really a, a solid course, and I gained a lot of skills in that. So even if if you've ridden before or anything, it's it's an additional skill set. And a lot of people forget, you know, when you're riding down, riding in a straight line or you know basic stuff, it's fairly straightforward. I mean, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it, but when mm-hmm. you put in turning, you put in really the skills that you need to have to keep yourself safe, especially slow speed maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Those can get tricky, and so taking that time to hone that in. Make sure that you're safe before getting on the roadway with other drivers and everybody, yes. uh, I think is really key. Right. You know, and I, I just got this off the Department of Revenue's uh, website. Um, and I'd ha- have to look at these things because it's been a long time since I've gone through these things too. But so to get your uh, your 
endorsement there. You're going to have to do a written exam and then you can do it a couple different ways. You can go through the most yep, program like I you did, were yep. doing. And that's a really great program too, because like you said, they're going to teach you all these little things, uh, turning, you know, breaking, uh, leaning, you know, all these things that you need to learn while you're out there. On the well, and they way. provided, when I went, they provided the motorcycle, right? So I didn't right. even have to take my motorcycle to it and worry about dropping it or anything. <laughs> it gave that safe environment to uh, really test things out and push my skills a little bit more mm -hmm. in a different way. Yeah. And then you can go ahead and take that uh, certificate to the yep. DMV and get your endorsement on You that. just got to pay for the, you know. the endorsement on your license, the new, exactly. new license. So, you know, that's your first thing. Uh, make sure you do that. We do check that stuff when we stop you uh, on a motorcycle. We oh, make absolutely. sure that you have that endorsement, you know, so uh, you will be cited for it if you don't have that. So make sure you do get that before you get out on the roadway. Yeah, it's really not that difficult to get. You just need to spend a little bit of time on it. Um, it's not that much money and it's worth every penny because again, this is your life. This is this is, you got to look beyond just your own riding too and look at other people on the roadway. It is, you know, and I'm really technical. You've got all stuff. kinds of papers. I've got today, papers. Gary. I know, I like, you know, know everybody else writes there. things down on their, you know, oh, phones, yeah. whatever it is, you know, but not me. So I just wrote some things down so I wouldn't forget anything this time because I'm getting old. You said so, it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just, I was going to go there when you put on the readers, uh -huh. um, but it's, you, it's you said it. So yes, you know, it's I fair game these, at this point. At one point, it's like the training act. wheel comment. So yes. I get you right back on the other end of the spectrum. You know, like I said, I can still make jokes about your stuff, but you're <laughs> going to eventually be here. You're going to be wearing glasses, hearing I aids, know. losing hair, you know, so all yeah. that kind of fun stuff. But, um, so before you do all that stuff, uh, I also like to go over the safety requirements Absolutely. when you get out there on the roadway. Um, you know, and there's not really a lot of stuff that we mandate. Uh, the big one is eye protection. You know? Yes. And I'll tell you, I mean, I, I wear a full face helmet and with the shield down, how many even just bugs and debris and dust that mm -hmm. you get, if you get that stuff at speed, um, your vision, you lose that for a second. I mean, that's again, you're going down, something bad could happen. So eye protection is huge for mm -hmm. that. I mean, something that really is going to protect your eyes. Um, yeah, that's the absolute minimum, right? If you're 18 and older that you got to have. Yeah. And it is, you know, but there, the other things that you should have and, uh, you know, I, I was uh, young, you know, and I used to ride without my helmet and, you know, I enjoyed it. I really did. But when you see what happens to people when they wreck, you know, that helmet, it, it's not that big a thing. You can, you know, keep the visor open. You can still feel yeah. that air on you, but get a good helmet, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you, I think it's not even just... I've had on this side of the job and the, the patrol side, I've covered incidents where I actually had a, a guy on a Harley go over at a stoplight. He hit his head and then he ended up dying from it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even he was riding at speed or anything, but even just that it, you're you're fragile, right? And mm -hmm. when you hit you hit pavement, uh, you don't have protection. It's not a car where you've got a protective bubble around you. You have these airbags, all these measures to keep you safe. You are so exposed on there. I'll tell you, I, I feel so uncomfortable if I'm moving my bike, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even just up and down the driveway, you know, kind of, I, if I don't have that helmet on, I just feel so exposed and so uncomfortable. So I always throw it on. And once you get used to it, it's like the seatbelt, you know, you yep. just, you feel like I need to have that when I'm out there. I'm the same way. Like I said, 11 years on the bike and I'm glad that they made us wear those because I, I, you know, I know I need that. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that uh, I see a lot of times that people don't use are gloves. And I have run across uh, some really bad wrecks as far as that if they had had gloves on, they wouldn't have any injuries at all. But right. I've watched them come down on their hands and they've just scraped it right along the uh, the asphalt. And, you know, they had surgery to replace the, yeah. the skin and stuff. And it's just not necessary. And it's one of those things, again, it helps with your grip while you're uh, riding. Absolutely. 
And, you know, sometimes you do have, depending on what kind of fairings you have or whatever, you can still have stuff hit you. And, you know, that hurts when it hits a, a bare hand. So make sure you get those on. And they do have, they have, you know, specific riding gloves for it. But I'll tell you, I have, um, I've got some with a nice leather. Uh, it's got some knuckle protection on it. You know, something that's mm -hmm. going to help me with abrasion gives me good grip on it where I can still feel controls. Um, really, you just got to find something that works for you. But again, think of yours just as you're riding, if you're a rider or going out there, just look at the pavement and think, wow, oh, you know, sliding along that even at low speed, your skin mm -hmm. cannot take much of that. So it's just throw them on and that's going to be a, just even if you just get the road rash, holy cow, <laughs> man, that, that hurts. Mm -hmm. Road rash is painful. I've had plenty of it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, you know, everybody that rides has heard that uh, term, you know, it's not if you're going to go down, it's when you're going to go down. And it's going to happen at some point because there's don't say that. too many things out there. Is this wood? Yes. I'm knocking I, on I wood because we'll, it we'll hasn't happened to me so. yet. And I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I know. So I have had it happen uh, and it was in the midst of the patrol. You know, we were doing some things that average people wouldn't really be doing, but uh, you still have to be prepared when you go down. So that goes back to, Absolutely. Um, you know, going with uh, good boots, you know, maybe even something that over the knees. Got to you know? have boots, ankle protection. Yes, yeah. Huge. Know? So that's one of those things too. When you go down, um, you know, jeans are not going to cut it when you're sliding down the road after you've been doing 65, 75 miles an hour. You're going to need something with more protection there. Yeah. And it's all about that because you, you, you ride because you like it. You want to be able to ride if you go down and, and still go back up there and do it and not be in the hospital. And I, I will tell you, I love the stories of the riders that say, yeah, I had all my gear on and not a scratch on me. And, and I was talking to a, another rider and she said uh, she was going around a curve. Hit some gravel and and you know lost the bike and went low side on it, which is basically you're sliding versus going up and over the bike. Mm -hmm. um, she got a little bit of road rash, like on her hip, just where the jacket had pulled up. Mm -hmm. Not a scratch otherwise, and that and that was just you know by chance of the jacket moving, but she was geared up properly that she could have ended up really hurt on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've covered a uh, crash on a motorcycle. Uh, the guy had full leathers on, hit a deer. The deer ran out mm -hmm. in front of him. And uh, the jacket was shredded, but he was okay. He was a little bruised. Yeah, that's incredible. So yeah, we can't say enough about that. And, and I think those. that we hear if you don't, if you haven't heard this as a, as a writer or anybody, it's you know all the gear all the time. I think that's a pretty common thing mm -hmm. that we hear. Throw on all your gear. If you're going to go to the grocery store, if you're going to go for a nice long ride, you need to always have that gear regardless of your ride. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm going to bring something up because I'm sure people are out there going, well, wait a second. I see a lot of uh, police motors that aren't wearing that kind of stuff. And I, I will admit there, there are a lot of things that we could probably wear more that we don't. Um, but you have to realize also that the pants we wear, they are thicker pants. They do have some padding um, and we have a, a vest. And so that also protects us a lot, you know, but we're always wearing the gloves, the helmet, you know, and we do have some uh, riding vests or uh, jackets that we have too that have a lot of protection for the elbows. And, and yeah, we, like yeah, those guys have some pretty nice jackets that yeah. are, are protective. So absolutely. So we've got that part. Um, now, I, this kind of goes back and forth to a couple of things. One, for those people that have been riding for a long time and they put that motorcycle in the garage for the, the winter or they haven't ridden it a year or two or something like that, or even just, you know, somebody that is starting uh, new for the year, but make sure you get out there and start looking over your bike, you know, yes. because who knows what's happened to it over the, the winter, you know, and your riding skills, no matter what you think, they're going to go down because oh, 100%. you're while. rusty on it. Right. And, mm -hmm. and getting back on your bike, it's checking the tires, making sure your pressure is good, making sure your fluids are good. You're not leaking anything. Your lights are working. It's all the basic things that you should do before a ride anyway. 
Um, but when it's been sitting, you really got to go through those things and make sure you're good. Cause I'll tell you, um, I ride year round and I, you've seen me come in just absolutely frozen at times mm-hmm. too, where I'm, I'm, I'm not really, my bike's not set up for cold yeah. weather. Well, you're not set up for cold I'm weather. not set up for yeah. cold. I don't have a lot of insulation. So <laughs> he, he comes in and in the summer cold. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I ride all the time and there's different concerns year round, you know, as a rider, there's gravel, there's road treatment, all the things that are different, the roads, mm-hmm. your tires are going to be different. But again, even for me, if I've taken a little bit of time off of riding, you have to get back into it. You have to get back into that mindset and really think through things. Mm-hmm. And you, you brought up tires there too. So tires uh, are an important thing, especially when you're you're riding like in some of these colder times, your tire is going to act a little differently. So it's going to have to warm up a bit before it starts mm-hmm. to, to have some uh, elasticity, you know, so you need to be careful of those kind of things as well. So there's all these little things you need to be aware of. And this is just, you know, truly just as you're getting out the driveway, you haven't even got out there with traffic yet. Well, and you're talking, I mean, tires, you have two tires, two small tires on a motorcycle mm-hmm. versus four large with tread, typically tires on a car. And the, the tread on a motorcycle really can be very minimal, mm-hmm. um, depending on the type of tires that you're riding and, and the bike and the setup that you have. Um, so you don't have a, a lot to play with. So as, as Gary talked about the elasticity of it, basically as it warms up, it's going to stick to the road a little bit more and you're going to get more grip. But prior to that, you're not going to have that traction. So if you're leaning, you could slide out a lot easier and it's, it's a little bit more dangerous. So you just got to be aware of that. Yeah. You know, and somebody said it one day and I, until they actually said this, it, it didn't really even stick to me. But if you think about it, you have about, you know, maybe a total of 10 inches, if that, uh, touching the ground with your that, two tires, yeah, you yeah. know, that's not a lot. Well, that's a, if you're looking at it on the ground, it's this tiny little, what we call a contact patch, mm-hmm. um, that's actually in contact with the ground. That's the only thing keeping you through those curves and keeping you, <laughs> uh, a safe. So tires are huge. Yeah. You know? Okay. So we're walking you through that. So now I, I wanted to kind of bring up this, this is, uh, something that uh, I thought was really great. Uh, it's a pamphlet here. Uh, it's ride Colorado safely that the part that I really like about this, and I'll give you a web page or a, a website, I guess is the way to put it, you know, uh, on the internet says we like to say, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, get out of the know, YouTubes on the internet yes, and you know, find them schematics yeah, for yeah. the state. <laughs> Something. It has to be on paper for me, but I don't think if anybody can really see this, but anyways, this is a map of Colorado roads. And what they do is they go through and they give the, the ride difficulty level. So this is really important for people that either starting out or have just ride a bit. And it has three levels, easy, moderate, and difficult. And so they, they have that for you to be able to take a look if you want mm-hmm. to do some of these rides and, and not, you know, have problems with it where they have sharp turns or, you know, various other things. Well, don't and, ride, don't outride your skills. Mm-hmm. Don't outride your motorcycle. I think those are keys too, that a lot of people, they'll hop on a bike and go, ah, oh, I'm good. You know, I've ridden before you outride it pretty easily. And you just, mm-hmm. again, you got to be really cognizant of that. It is. And I'm going to read this just so that the, uh, the people that listen to us on, uh, audio, they have it. So it's a uh, dmv.colorado.gov slash I'm slash motorcycle slash driver. And that'll get you, and it's actually Long. dash, but, Long. uh, dash is there. So dashes and dash motorcycle oh, dash driver. But uh, if you can't figure out what I'm talking Google about it. on the thing, yes. If you just go on Google, <laughs> I'm confident most people are going to find this, Gary. Are they? Okay. Well, back in the day, you know, again. What was the search? When, Ask Jeeves? Is that uh, what you still use? 
Well, you know, right after AOL started it up, you know. Gary still puts his disc in <laughs> to get on the internet. I hear that dial-up tone. Yeah, it just makes me twitch. I know. It's hard to get used to, but it, it really gets you connected to the internet. You know? but, <laughs> the internet's, you yeah. Know, when I started with the internet, I remember when it came out. I mean, you were still in diapers, but, you know, it was those things that... I didn't know what the internet was even for. I couldn't figure out a reason to have it. You know? Do you know what it's for nowadays, Gary? Well, if I type that in, something's <laughs> supposed to come up. So, <laughs> Oh, so many things I want to say about your computer usage. Yes. Well, that's why you're here. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So moving on with that. Um, like I said, I wrote some of these things down here. Um, we've talked about de debris. Um, a couple things that uh, I see um, pop up on the internet and also we get calls on and stuff. Um, a lot of people want to know what they can do with their bikes when they're in traffic. So like uh, lane splitting is something people ask a lot about. Colorado does not have lane splitting. And even if you can do it, like out, I know California allows it. I think that is one of the worst things you could possibly do. I wouldn't do that with lights and siren on my bike. It's scary. You know, it is. You never know what somebody's going to be looking at, moving, doing whatever. And so uh, it's illegal here. And I just, I, no matter where you are, I suggest not doing well, that. Well, let's be honest. How Everybody here knows a lot of drivers don't pay attention like they should. Mm -hmm. And hey, they drift a little bit over this way while you're trying to split lanes. And there you go. You're smacking to their car into their mirror. And yeah, again, no protection. So I, yeah, there's no way I would do it. Yep. And uh, shoulders are still a no-no also. You're not allowed because traffic stopped to go through yes. it or do anything like that. You are considered a car here in Colorado. You stay in your lane and you have to stay with traffic. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously motorcycles are more maneuverable than a car and they, you know, we see that just too often. Just be, be respectful of other drivers too. I mean, you're out there and it's, it's keeping you safe and it's keeping them safe. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and, and these are those things too, as far as, uh, when you get up, uh, like say traffic is stopping as you're coming up into it, uh, realize, you know, that you need to learn how to use your braking system very well, because if you're just using your back brake, uh, a lot of times it's not going to stop you fast enough. So you need to be able to, uh, use the, utilize your front brake as well and realize how those go in the connection with yeah they're going to change they're going to change the way that you're stopping if you're mm -hmm. you know using your rear brake versus your front brake it it does change how it feels and how you're stopping if you use mm -hmm. both you can stop a bike really quick yes, and safely can. and that's something i'll tell you you know minimally in a lot of these skill courses that's something that you practice mm -hmm. and it's practicing you know getting the clutch in getting the braking down and just and squeezing, but properly and safely stopping. And you can mm -hmm. stop really quick. Yeah. And we utilize that in uh, motor operations all the time for uh, law enforcement, you know, because we have to use that a mm -hmm. lot of times because we are at higher speeds doing a lot more maneuverability and things like that. So we need to know that. The other thing that is very scary, um, if you are just utilizing your back brake and you have to hit that immediately for something and you let that off, there is a chance that you can start sliding and you can high side. And what that'll do is it just basically, it's a wobble and then boom, you're flipped right off your bike. And um, if you don't know what that is, you need to make sure you study it because- A uh, wobble? You know, well, Tank, there's, there's okay. the wobble. Yeah, the wobble yeah, is my, bad that's too. My, that's my fear. Yeah. But it's also when you just have that brake, you know, because you- uh, yeah. Some of the bikes now, you know, they have- They have um, ABS, yeah, they, have they have all have kinds ABS of things. Stuff, yeah. But, but if you've got one of those older ones that don't have that as well, mm, um, like me. you have to be careful because like I said, if you lock that back brake up and you release it while you're in there, you can uh, flip your bike and you can go over with it. So, Well, the weight's going to shift, right? I mean, as it you're, is. again, as you're, uh, two wheels is completely different than a car. And as your weight goes forward and backward at different speeds, that really can throw off the the motorcycle and the way it's going down the roadway. I mean, we're, we're simplifying things quite a bit, yeah. but 
Um, when you talk about the forces and everything involved in this, uh, there's really a lot that you have to, again, you have to think through on that. And I, I always am cognizant of, you know, how much I'm breaking on each one, how it feels. Um, and also knowing that I can stop so quickly, making sure that I'm stopping the car behind me too. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to give plenty of advance notice because they cannot stop that quick mm -hmm. and I don't want to get hit from the rear either. Yeah. So that's why you want to give yourself plenty of room yes. with the car in front of you and always be aware of what's behind you because yeah, I've had those things. Um, you know, I had a, another time where, uh, this just shows you what can happen while you're on the road. I was riding down the, uh, the highway and a cone truck actually had some of their cones fall out into my lane. And I was like, I had to make a split second decision of what I was going to do because they were coming right at me. Well, one of the first things I do is I look back because I was like, what have I got coming back mm -hmm. here? Because if I go down or if I have to stop quickly, you know, is it going to get worse because somebody right. else is going to come and hit me? So those are the kind of things that you need to be aware of all the time, you know, just always looking around, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to enjoy, you know, Colorado while you're, you're riding, but you have a big responsibility to yourself or a passenger that, you know, I still have to be aware of what's going on around me. And I really look down the road. Like we, we do it while we're driving, while mm -hmm. we're working. We teach that, you know, the defensive driving and looking ahead to give yourself room and anticipate what's going to happen on a motorcycle. It's even more cognizant of that because that pothole down the road, the whatever's going on down there, you've really got to give yourself that advance and that warning. And again, preparing for yourself as well as possibly what's coming behind you. Mm -hmm. um, so if that falling distance is really important on a motorcycle, when you're riding aggressively, that's you're putting yourself and others in danger. It is, you know, and I, I mentioned passengers. Um, you do have to make sure that your bike is set up for passengers. Yes. So yeah, they have to have foot pegs. You know, you can't just say, okay, we're going to share foot pegs. You're going to put your feet up, you know, somewhere. Um, it has to have, you know, seating for it. And you have to also have that uh, ability for the foot pegs. You know, then you need to be able to, to make sure that you're actually capable of having somebody on the back with you and that they know how to ride. You know, it can't be some novice because they have to also yeah. realize that if you're making a, a turn or you're on a curve or something, they have to go with you. They can't be scared and, and counterbalancing and stuff because I've seen a lot of crashes oh, happen yeah. on that because the passenger wasn't either, uh, didn't have the knowledge of what they needed to do or they were scared of the person they were with and they didn't trust them. And so either one of those can be a bad situation for you when you're driving, uh, riding down the road. Oh, and you see it if you're, and again, if you're not a rider, or if you are a rider, you see when bikes lean and really that's what you have to do on a, on a bike to get through a, a tighter curve. And the bike is meant to do that and it's going to maintain its grip. That's why you've got grip all around those tires. It's not a, a flat tire like a car because it's designed to continue gripping. Um, so you have to lean with it. If you, if you fight it, you know, physics is going to win on that one and, uh, you're going to go down most likely. Yeah. You know, and when you're going around those curves, whether you have a passenger or not, um, some of the things that I always get uh, very nervous when I see people doing as well is, uh, a lot of times when you're doing an inside, um, or an inside, uh, lean and you have a lane of traffic on that side, I see a lot of people lean over that line to mm, where their head yeah, and yep, body yep are actually on the other side. So you need to make sure you're giving yourself plenty of room and not, you know, going right over next to that line. Crossing that yellow line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your bike still might be on the correct side, but you're not. Yeah, you, you got to be concerned where your body's at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, and a car may just be, you know, doing that same thing and they may come across uh, that line and you're not going to have that ability to get out of the way. So, you know, those are the kind of things when, when you're going in there, make sure you give yourself that space. And I don't know if you'll hit on this one, Gary, as you're talking about cars and everything, I know you and I talk about it. 
Um, I watch drivers all the time while mm-hmm. I'm riding. I watch if they're going to be maybe hitting the turn signal and coming toward me that they don't see me. I'm watching to make sure that they see me. I am not riding anywhere near their blind spot because I'm already a smaller vehicle. So I have a responsibility as well as when I'm behind the wheel of a car, I have a responsibility to watch out for those riders. So everybody shares this responsibility to to keep those riders safe. Right. You you might run across people that have eyesight like me, you know, so yeah, I've seen you drive (laughs) scary. Yes. You know, but yeah, you know, and you bring that up, the, the blind spot there. How often have you missed a car in yeah. that blind spot and a motorcycle slips right in? You could have a couple motorcycles there and still not see them, you know. And so make sure you're you're aware of that. Don't hang out in that uh, that Never. area, you know, zip by or stay back. Do one of those two things. And when I say zip, I'm not talking about speeding. Just right. make sure you stay out of that area. No, and I think if, um, as we're talking about this, if you talk to any rider, I don't think there's a rider that goes, yeah, I've never had a close call with a car. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I've had numerous close calls and it's really my riding, my paying attention that has saved me on it because they sure weren't worried about my safety or mm-hmm. seeing me. Um, we went actually to to film at one point and, and some of this and, you know, I had a car almost cut me off as we're we're mm-hmm. going to to go out riding on the motorcycle and kind of capture some of that. And it just happens right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's just shocking how often it happens. Honestly. Yeah, you know, and, and most of the time the, those drivers are not trying to do it. They're just either not paying attention or they just don't see you at that point. I've had people wave at me and then cut me right off right after that. You know, yep. it's just it it's they're not thinking about it at all. Well, and we put a lot of focus, I, I think, on, you know, we mentioned the drivers, but really most of our fatal motorcycle crashes in 2020 were rider caused. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's important that we keep those riders safe, but riders... The stuff that we're saying, that's why it's so important for you to pay attention, to listen to what we're saying. And we've got what the the three, the top three, we've got alcohol mm-hmm. or impaired, um, whether it's alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Lane violations, kind of what you're talking about, either yeah. uh, going out of your lane, losing it, something like that. Um, that's really another big one for us too, that whether you're crossing that line or something. And I, I think of the demographics, or I'll skip over this a little bit. The yeah. demographics are a little surprising too, that we look at. It's a lot of those people that just haven't ridden in a bit, maybe a, a weekend rider, a summer rider mm-hmm. where they're not remembering there's a lot to riding. They're not wearing all that gear. And that's mm-hmm. usually kind of a, our demographic for the crashes. Yeah. And a lot of times it's in those curves, you know, they they're going faster than they should. Once you get in that curve and you either are coming in too fast or you need to adjust your line, that's usually too late for you. Yeah. You know? And so you're going to have to do some some changing on there. Um, I know I've come around corners or curves uh several times on the bike and traffic has stopped, you know? And so it's yeah. one of those things. And you try to stop while you're leaning. Leaning. Yeah, exactly. You've got it. You know. And you've got to adjust that. You got to go, okay, mm-hmm. I can't, I've got to cut my lean. And again, I think it's, uh, there's just, as we talk about that, we could go out of like all these things yeah. and there's so much to know. And that's why it's so important to go to a most course, go to a continuing courses. So not just if you're a beginning mm-hmm. rider, but if you've ridden for a while, go to another course. There's intermediate, there's advanced courses. There's all kinds of things that you can do to really hone in your skills. Uh, mm-hmm. You cannot stop training. Well, it is. Motor officers are are very good. You know, I will brag on this. You know, we are an elite group that uh, can ride these motorcycles to the, the edges of what they need. And the way we do that is we train. We train, 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 you know. We, and it's not just once a year. We, you know, there's multiple times that we get mm-hmm. together. But we'll spend at least a week each year just honing those skills and trying new things, you know, and so everybody else should be doing that exact same thing. You know, there's just no reason to stop that. Keep learning and, and 
it's not going to hurt you at all. No, it's going to better prepare. Again, it's uh, the the basics of writing, you know, after you've written for a bit of going in a straight line and, and the simple things. Yeah. But we throw something else in there, which is frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to prepare for that and you need to continue to, to make your skills better. And especially as it's going to be a diminishing skill set if you're not using it, mm-hmm. if it's been a while since you've written. Uh, or again, if you're just, you want to keep yourself safe, you need to stay on top of those things and become a better writer. And, uh, I can't advocate for mm-hmm. courses enough. Yeah. I, it's, it's a little bit of money maybe for those courses and a little bit of your time is worth every penny. It is, you know, and going back to my cone story, when uh, that fell off, uh, every time that, you know, I've done patterns, uh, in our training, if you go over a cone, most times that will get sucked right up and get stuck on your front tire. And so when that was happening, I, I had to make the split second decision of, am I going to break or am I going to try and ride mm-hmm. over that? And then I also had to kind of, you know, figure out how am I going to lay this down? And that's another thing that we do in our training is that the two things they, they start you with is one, how to pick your bike up. <laughs> yeah. And the other is how you're going to lay it down, you know? Yeah. And so there are safe ways to do that. Uh, if you know that you're going to go down and whether it's going to be hitting something or, you know, you've lost control of it and you're going to try and do your best to not get hurt, you know? And so there are a lot of these training courses that can teach you these kind of things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not always just, Hey, we're going to teach you how to stay yeah, up. Exactly. We're going to teach you how to go down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which again, hopefully won't happen. <laughs> That's um, why you're listening to this here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we hope it doesn't get to that for, especially myself. I'm going to keep saying yes. that it cannot happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bike is heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly, like I think about that too. I'm like, man, if I go down, am I going to break my ankle mm-hmm. or am I going to be able to disconnect from this bike and how mm-hmm. am I going to do it? It's stuff that I'm constantly thinking through to go, how, okay, worst case scenario, if I go down, what's the least amount of impact I can have so I can walk away mm-hmm. from this? And yeah. that starts, that that has to be on every rider's mind every time you ride. It is. You know, I, we have had, uh, I've covered fatals with motorcycles that had they, tried to get away from the, the bike because the bike is what actually killed them yeah. uh, by rolling over it, you know, and I know these are morbid topics, but it, it's things you have to have in your mind because you have to plan for these things, you know, yep. if you want to enjoy writing. And I do enjoy writing. I still get out. I mean, there's, there's times where I think, uh, you know, we're in this line of work. It's hard to, it's hard to keep riding and you consider hanging it up, but it is a, it is a blast. It's one of the best ways to really enjoy Colorado. Um, if you, if you're not a rider, it can't hurt to even just go out and take a take a course go <laughs> use their bikes and if you drop it no big deal mm-hmm. um and experience that too for yourself so you have an understanding of it yeah. and understand what it's like to ride and you, maybe you'll get hooked maybe you won't you'll say oh yeah. that's not for me yes um but i always think that's cool to at least know kind of the other side of things too all right well we've hit kind of a you know a very wide open we've hit everything, you know, everything. this is like a yeah. shotgun approach it, it of is, like oh know, let's hit this we this. did everything yeah um on our Colorado state patrol um youtube channel though we have put together a couple i think we have three videos that we did one with uh, a civilian that uh, teaches motorcycle safety right. and uh, we also put two other ones out one that i actually uh got myself in front of the camera you know i was on the camera too you, you were he was riding so he's, yeah there's he's this our... professional amazing <laughs> rider just Going off into the sunset. Uh-huh. That was me. That was him. Yeah, right off the field and <laughs> yeah, went back onto the road. <laughs> that never happened. It the bike is that meant was, to go off road. That was in the blooper reel, you know. So. I, no, thank goodness that is not in the blooper reel. No, no, it, I, I'm giving. But yeah, we have that. Yeah, yeah. So, check out our other YouTube but, videos. Yeah, so those go into. I, they probably hit some things that we forgot to hit today, but we just wanted to give you that. Yeah, you absolutely. The shotgun approach on that. So, uh, if you do have additional questions, you know. Um, even calling us here at the 
the public affairs office, I'm more than happy to talk to people about any type of motorcycle safety, you know, so uh, we can also point you to our, our current motor officers. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to believe I've, I've been off motors for now four years, you know, so, you know and, and yet you still you wear know, the hat. I every still day. have that hat, you know, and I, if you want to call know. Gary and discuss motors, his personal cell phone <laughs> number is 303. No, I don't even know. <laughs> he never calls me. So <laughs> I don't, but I throw it out there. I'd be like, Hey, if you can talk to him about motorcycles, so I don't have to hear about it. And yeah. he doesn't make it take off the hat, you know, uh, at least when he showers well, you or know, something. The the office, it really is. I, I'm going to put, you know, there's going to be motorcycle pictures all over this video here. You'll there's motor, pop, yeah, pop, just, pop, pop, just pop, walk pop, into you know. your office. All you have yes. to do is walk in with the camera. That's right. And be know. like, oh, yeah, Gary's obsessed. <laughs> he has an addiction to motorcycles. I do. It was a great uh, time, you know, and I know you guys are having great times out there. So anyways, our time is up on this, but uh, hopefully you got some stuff out of it. And again, we are on... Uh, uh, Spotify, and uh, you can go and get uh, our audio version of it. So, you know, tell your friends about it. But uh, we're going to come back next month, have another uh, great one. We, we never know what it's going to be, but uh, we'll have it there. So, until next time, safe travels and take care.